0: Support Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast.
1: Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the
0: jungle. and. That there's something bigger going on that's bigger than
1: all of us. And we're
0: back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ram with my boy Connor, and welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast here on this beautiful Sunday, July the 18th. We're excited to have all of you joining us here today. Thank you to everybody who has downloaded this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast needs. Thanks to everybody who's listening on YouTube, and thanks to those of you who watch our videos over on Newsbreak. We want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon for only $5 a month. You get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, and an exclusive exclusive live stream every second friday where you can join connor and i on screen we don't have any tiers. it's only five bucks so come check out the deer pats national club at patreon.com dpn Sports. we've left the link in the description we've got a great show lined up for you we're going to look at some of the patriots headlines today including patriots fans reacting to the players messages for tom brady Chris Gasper of WCV5 wrote a pretty sensational article called The Truth Is That Bill Belichick Needs To Find Excuses For The Patriots Losing Without Tom Brady. Another one is Bill Belichick, partial to Cam Newton, favors him to start for the New England Patriots, and the usual pessimist Jerry Trotta from Fansided wrote an article called Cam Newton's Glowing Positivity is Exactly What's Needed Heading into 2021, but first to my broadcast partner, how you doing Connor, are you ready to get going?
1: I'm ready, I'm good, I'm here, I'm ready. Connor's, Happy feeling Sunday.
0: A, Connor's feeling a little bit under the weather today. Uh, Just a little. In, self induced after having some alcoholic adult beverages, which we don't endorse on this show. Definitely and, not. <laughs> and of course, Connor and I are thrilled to be a part of the Newsbreak team. And when you download the free Newsbreak app that we left in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. I read today that 1.2 billion people use the app. Every single oh day. So, why don't you get on that wow. bandwagon? Use it too. You can stay up to date with all of your local news and all of our content for free by downloading the Newsbreak app from the link we provided you in the description. We're going to be honest with you guys, it directly supports us when you click that link.
1: 1.2 billion. That's insane.
0: It is insane. Connor. So here's a headline. The spun by sports illustrated wrote an article called Patriot fans react to players message for Tom Brady. Let me go through it for you. Okay. All right. One new England Patriots player will not be welcoming Brady back with open arms. Patriots defensive lineman, Byron Kowart had a blunt message for Brady this week. Quote, we ain't welcoming him. We just got to play him. There ain't, there ain't going to be no damn ceremony for him or nothing like that. End quote now many patriot fans have taken to social media to react to Kowart's statement one singing quote i don't know who he is but i hope he's right no disrespect to brady but he can have a ceremony when his number's retired or if he wants to come back for one day to retire a patriot or something dude's a quarterback on the opposing team i hope he's booed relentlessly one fan wrote quote should be the, should be the mindset for every player on the team at game day. Celebrate him when he retires right now. He's an opponent on the team to beat being the defending champions. Hope the Pats crush the Bucks. And then one fan said, quote, you may not be welcoming him, but your fans sure will over here, acting like you're some big piece of the Patriots success over the years. Good luck playing against the goat. You'll need it. End quote. Now we're Sounds not gonna- about right. Yeah, we're not going to get into all the Brian, Brian, Byron court, uh comments just because we already covered it last week, and I think that that's just sort of a useless conversation. But let me just start. You heard three reactions from three different fans. Which one, if you were to have to pick one of those reactions, A, B, or C, would you sort of be leaning on? Probably
1: B, the second one. I mean, I think that I'm... They'll probably celebrate Brady. I don't want to see him get booed. I mean, he did a lot for the franchise. I don't think that's right, but he's the opposing quarterback of the other team, man. I mean, we want to win the game. I mean, they they don't want to come in and just bow down to the guy because he had so much success here over 20 years. I mean, at the end of the day, you you want to win. You don't want to make him feel all warm and fuzzy. And then, yeah, at the end, once he retires, he can come back. I'm sure they'll retire his number. They'll have a ceremony. They'll do all that. They They can do that after you know, this season, next season, whatever it is that he retires. But he's the opposing quarterback of the other team. So you say you don't want to see him being booed
0: relentlessly. Do you mean before the game or throughout the whole game? Like if he throws a touchdown, are the fans supposed to stand up and cheer that the
1: Patriots? Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, I think before the game, they'll probably clap for him. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's not going to matter. None of this is going to matter.
0: I thought this spun picked two very interesting comments uh the first one that said i don't know who he is and the second one you know talking this guy basically talking for all the fans you may be not be welcoming him welcoming him but our fans sure will be And, you know, he added it with, you know, good luck playing against the Goats, yada, yada, yada. You act like you've been a piece of the team. To me, that sounds, again, like another guy who didn't know who Byron Coart was, and the first guy didn't know who Byron Coart was. And Coart is not going to be a big piece of the Patriots team, at least in my prediction. Maybe I'll be dead wrong, but I don't think he's going to be a big part of the team. But... I got to play devil's advocate, and I know that I come across as a Brady hater. I'm not. If you follow my Twitter account, I've actually been relentlessly defending Tom Brady this week, including today, getting into it with a Green Bay fan over the NFC championship game against Green Bay. However, I hate that attitude on the bottom. You know, I hate that, well, you well, you act like you've been some you know big piece of the Patriot success over the years, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Brady was the biggest piece of the Patriots' success over the years. I, I think I think that everybody on the planet, whether you're a Patriots fan or not, whether you started watching football 60 years ago or two days ago, understand that Tom Brady was the biggest piece to the Patriots winning a Super Bowl. Yes, he had defensive help. Yes, he had special teams help. Yes, he was coached by one of the greatest coaches to ever coach the game. That doesn't matter. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game and is the biggest number one piece to the Patriots' success. However, this Tom Brady kiss-ass, suck-ass attitude is really starting to irk me. He's coming back, clap for him before the game. I'm fine with that. But that final comment to me came across as I'm going to cheer for Tom Brady that entire game because of everything he did for the franchise. So what we're saying is the organization and the fan base that bought into the organization's philosophy of we don't live in the past is now going to live in the past because Tom Brady's coming back and we want to celebrate him throwing touchdowns while the Patriots are in a week four game. That's going to go in the while they play in the toughest division, probably in football in the AFC East where Brady has a cakewalk over in his division, the saints aren't going to be as good as they were last year. Atlanta's not going to be good. Uh, Carolina's a joke. Yep. You know, if they think Sam Darnold's going to bring it in, if anybody needs to win this game, it's the Patriots. How can this guy call himself a Patriots fan and then say, I'm going to welcome him back with open arms. You shouldn't have this kind of attitude. That's what he's saying. He's basically saying you shouldn't have this attitude. You had nothing to do with past success So shut up and let's cheer for Brady.
1: These are the people that are already Buccaneers fans to begin with. I mean, we saw a decent portion of the fan base basically move over. Some of them actually admit that they're Buccaneers fans now. A lot of people are like this, though. This guy who still claims that he's a Patriots fan, but is going to root for Tom Brady versus the Patriots. You can only root for one. You can't root for Tom Brady and root for the Patriots when they're playing each other. It's not possible. So he's going to root for Tom Brady to what? throw five touchdowns but the patriots win at the last second or something i don't know i don't understand what the what his plan is here is to cheer for tom brady but he's a patriots fan that doesn't make sense
0: well i had somebody on twitter the other day uh tell me on that one tweet that i sent out i actually went responding to something along those lines i couldn't believe upset people were about Byron Kowart saying this as if we wanted all the players to say like yeah we're gonna welcome in and we're gonna get our ass kicked i think that's what some fans want the players to say i'm not entirely sure what they're looking for right um And I had one person respond to me, I'm going to cheer for Tom Brady until he retires. And then, you know, diehard Patriot fan. Uh, She's from (laughs) Maine. So she's from the New England area. So it's not like a, you know, a bandwagon from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, You know, she's, uh, she's from Maine.
1: So she's going to leave and then come back.
0: Well, then I tweeted back at her. I said, so Tampa Bay versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You're cheering for Tampa Bay. She writes back. Well, no, obviously I'm cheering for the Patriots. And I'm like,
1: all right. So only if the Patriots
0: make it that far though. Yes. So that's when, when she'll she'll be a Patriot. (laughs) So let's, let's get into it let's get into a controversial subject. And, and, Uh, I found out earlier today after prepping for this on the show that, uh, Chris Gasper actually wrote this article last season, but I think that even uh, just based on what a lot of people say, I think that this is reflective of this season too, even though I think a lot of us want to move on past the 2020 season, but he wrote an article, uh, sensationalizing it petty, whatever you want to call it called. The truth is, is that Bill Belichick needs to find excuses for the Patriots losing without Tom Brady. Before I get into the article, why don't you give me a response to the
1: title? Um, yeah, he's definitely looking for clicks on this one, but uh, I, I don't know what he's going to get at. That That last season was like the biggest thing ever. I mean, we we need to wait and see over the next like five seasons what happens with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Then we'll see.
0: When questions arise about the Patriots have fallen on hard times, it behooves Belichick to get the needle pointing away from him and away from the absence of Brady. It's not a coincidence that Bill Belichick's sudden openness is is coupled with the fact that this post-Tom Brady season has nosedived. Belichick has gone from control what you can control to control the message and distort perception. He's proving excuses while declaring they're not excuses. There's a lot more at stake for Belichick in his team's season uh, of discontent and disappointment than anyone else. All of these issues Belichick has mentioned that have made his job Conjuring up winning football harder do actually exist. Salary cap constraints, COVID nineteen opt outs, in season COVID cases and canceled practices, young players who aren't up to snuff, but they aren't issues. Belichick hasn't overcome before with Brady. I sincerely doubt we would be hearing a- about any of them uh, from Honest Bill if the team's record was five and two without Brady. Instead, two and five, it would be we're on to the Jets. Let me look at that second last paragraph before anything salary cap constraints COVID-19 opt-outs in season COVID cases and canceled practices young players (laughs) thought of the snuff but they aren't issues Belichick hasn't overcome before with Brady so I tweeted at Mr. Gasper today (laughs) (laughs) oh man and I gave him the opportunity (laughs) Right, he always talking. Like he's one of those guys that always pump out, like, "Oh, fans get upset when journalists just tell the truth," and yeah. and, and and you know, journalists' integrity and this and that.
1: What and pandemic I, did Tom Brady overcome? Yeah, I screenshotted <laughs> it
0: and I asked him to tell me, besides the 2020 season, when did Bill Belichick overcome COVID nineteen opt uh, uh, uh opt outs, right. COVID nineteen in season cases, and multiple practices up to week? up to weeks of practice is being canceled right because right. of covid and yep. guess what chris gasper never uh never responded to me
1: i mean they i think they found out uh, about cam newton on saturday if i'm not mistaken in the chiefs game and they ended they had to play on monday right and throw brian hoyer out there we saw what happened there yeah they postponed and-
0: the game from sunday to monday
1: Yep, and then from there they kept canceling practices, going up into the Broncos game, which that obviously didn't go well at all either. So just like that stretch right there, after they started the the season out pretty decent, nothing like that has ever happened. I mean, this past season, the Broncos had a quarter uh, wide receiver play quarterback. This whole season had things that have never happened ever.
0: Yeah, so I listen. I'll play devil's advocate on the Patriot fans who are upset. Did it sound a little excusy from Bill Belichick last season? Yes, and I think you and I talked about that mid-season. Right. Were his excuses valid? Yes, but it sounded excusy. Right. Uh, you know, between Bill Belichick making excuses for the roster and all the fanboys making excuses for Cam Newton, we'll just call it the season of excuses. In it was, yeah. <laughs> and as we move into 2021, we know it's it's the season of no excuses, both for Belichick and for yep. Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Cam Newton said it, but it's the same for just the franchise as a whole. This is a put-up or shut-up season. They should be good. They really should be.
0: However, is it not funny how the Boston media, who has been screaming for years about Belichick's standoffishness, as soon as he gets a little bit open, it's like, well, now he's making excuses.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, regardless, you can't win with a lot of the media. They're going to take it and portray it. Whatever way that they've determined they're going to portray it, it doesn't matter what he comes out and says. They're going to put forward whatever it is they've already decided.
0: Is this just a prime example of somebody in the media sensationalizing a situation? Pretty
1: much, yeah. I guess at the end of the day that some of these guys' jobs is, you know, get, get get the people going because it brings views and it brings clicks, but basically what it is.
0: People may not know this, but you and I are not popular amongst New England media and Patriots media. Highly unlikely, yeah. And our show has really, in in the last year, even back when we were on Sportscaster, really became us versus the media. And even in how we cover the Patriots on Newsbreak, it's not your
1: typical... It's definitely not traditional.
0: No, it's not. And we do the same thing we do in the podcast. We basically look at an article and if we think it's BS, we call it out and do a BS. We just maybe get a little bit more professional in how we present ourselves. Right. Um, but it's why probably it's amazing that we work for an organization like Newsbreak. Because, right. <laughs> you know, because we're probably anti, because some of our colleagues, I guess you could call it, or our partners or whatever over on Newsbreak are... Pat's pulpit, fan sided, Boston Globe, you know all these these sort of reporters that we go after on a daily basis. However, if you were to try, because I actually can, can you find a little bit of truth in what Gasper's saying, even though he's sensationalizing this article? We kind of said it like, yeah, we had never heard Bill Belichick open up the way he'd opened up before, and oh, one hundred percent, and. I kind of remember in the past Belichick saying things like, well, every team has cap issues and you need to overcome it and and whatnot. And, you know, though he, yes, salary cap was an issue. We know that. However, one thing that he never acknowledged throughout the season was Nikhil Harry. Yeah. The downfall of Sony Michelle after his rookie season. You know, Byron Cowart is an example of it. Dietrich Weiss Jr., who probably bounced back in 2020. Uh, that Rivers kid, uh I forget his first name, that, but that defensive tackle. Right. And he's he he's not acknowledging his draft misses, which yes, he hit on Mike on We. Knew. We 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 you and I have gone through this in the past, and I mean we're probably the biggest Bill Belichick supporters and apologists on the market. We I mean, I think we apologize for cam or for um Bill Belichick, as much as you know, some people we've had on the show have apologized for Cam Newton. So right. it's you know right, it's um we we can be wrong on that that standpoint, but you know, we've also acknowledged, yeah, you know what, some of those skilled positions that he's drafted haven't worked out. And he never acknowledged that. And I wonder if Belichick would have acknowledged it, do you think that the media and the Tom Brady supporters are like not apologists. There's nothing to apologize for Brady, but say the Tom Brady supporters, I guess it would be apologists for the, because he left new England. Right. Do you think that they would be more willing to accept what Belichick was saying, but he ignored one of the crucial issues was the, the draft not
1: working for him? Probably. Probably. I mean, at the end of the day, I said the same thing about Cam Newton before last year. A lot of his excuses were valid. It was very difficult. But at the end of the day, either you perform or you don't. And the same can be said for Bill Belichick last season. A lot of these excuses hold some merit. But at the end of the day, did you win? Did you go to the playoffs? And the answer is no. So, I mean, you can only make so many excuses. But with that said, he did shy away from some of the stuff that would have been his own personal fault. Again, the drafting, Nikhil Harry missing on him, Sonny Michelle like digressing, him having a couple other misses. The defense up the middle just being extraordinarily weak, and other teams running the ball straight down their throat. You know, so he did address some of the things that were excuses that would have been outside of his control, but didn't really touch upon anything that was directly correlated to him.
0: I did put this article out on our community page on YouTube, and I asked uh, our viewers to to weigh in and we got a, a lot of responses i can't get to all of them i encourage everybody to go over and read it i would love to get on to bruce but he wrote a book nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um and I, I i don't have the time to go through it but basically he said it looks clickbaity to generate yep. buzz which we think we agreed on um there's a difference between excuse and reason right and i think both with belichick and i think given that you and I have been so hard on Cam Newton and we're about to do two Cam Newton stories after this, we should acknowledge there's a little bit of reasoning behind Cam Newton, not just excuses.
1: Right. Right. That's, that's the thing too. I mean, some of the excuses hold merit behind them.
0: Uh, the minute man says, I'm sure that bill will figure something out for 2021. He's still a respectable head coach. Mac Jones has plenty of potential. We also have a young defensive front.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's, that's all very correct they They corrected their biggest problem, and that was the defensive front Terrence gibbons thirty three
0: he's on the other side of it says we all gave Bill way too much credit before
1: i mean we'll we'll see i mean last year was one year i mean look look back for the whole you know duration of him being a head coach for New England. It's been two bad seasons in twenty years
0: i I also think that. And this is a question that I have proposed many, many times, and I don't know if we've ever come up with a solid answer. At least the fan base has not come to a consensus when we've asked it, and we've, I think we've we have answered it. But how many bad seasons do the Patriots have to have
1: before we turn around and say, you know what, Belichick can't do it without Brady? I, I'd say well, – not so last season was one season. Yep. I would say – Three more seasons, so four years in a row with the roster that they have, the talent that they have, the investing the first-round pick in Mac Jones. If it's 2025 and they haven't made the playoffs for four to five seasons in a row, uh, I'd say that there's something seriously wrong there, and maybe they should cut ties with Belichick at that point. But we'll see. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have what I believe is a very good, talented roster for the next couple of years with all of the signings they just made, and they just – picked up Mac Jones in the first round who should be the future. So, that'll give him 3 seasons as well.
0: Yeah, and the obvious que- the obvious question mark is quarterback, whether it's Cam Newton this season or Mac Jones in the future to see how these we don't know how either right. of these guys are going to perform now and in and, and next year. Uh if the Patriots say make the playoffs the next 3 seasons in a row or 4 seasons in a row but they don't win a Super Bowl, does that mean that Belichick can't do without Brady or are we going to acknowledge
1: how difficult it is not or how difficult it is to win a Super Bowl. It's, yeah, it's super difficult to win the Super Bowl. I mean, we don't, I don't think we're ever going to see a quarterback win it six times or seven times again, ever. I just don't think that anyone's even going to get that close again. So it, it's, it's super difficult. But if they're continuously being successful and they're making the playoffs and they're making legitimate runs, I, I think that that's going to be an ode to Belichick being a good coach. Can we also not acknowledge that? great coaches have
0: great players and great players have great coaches. And when you go down the line of championship teams, you, you look at the bulls, you have Phil Jackson, you had yep. Michael Jordan. You look at the red Sox. Alex Cora in his roster. Yeah. Uh, you look at the Yankees when they had Joe Torrey and right. Derek Jeter. You look at even the old red Sox teams with Frank Kona and Ortiz yep. and Euclid. Right. Uh, you know, Brady Belichick, Dungy, Manning right and, and it goes on and on and on great coaches have great players great players have great coaches sometimes it works in tandem and I think that there's a lot of people too uh Brady fans especially to discredit Belichick who maybe discredit Bruce Arians a little bit from how good of a coach he is saying that it was all Brady that went and did things he had a different style he let Brady do a little bit more coaching right however I always find it funny when people are like see Belichick you know Bruce, and even Bruce Arians came out and said, you know, he didn't have the opportunity to coach like I let him coach over in New England and yada, yada, yada. Yet, what did we talk about when Brady was here? Having Brady on the field is like having another offensive coordinator on the field. And he's very involved in the game planning. And, you know, he... Pretty much, yeah. I think all that, everything that he accomplished in New England in tandem, not just with Belichick, but with you know josh mcdaniels as well has all been diluted in this whole brady versus belichick debacle debate that goes on amongst patriots fans
1: right and i think that it ended up just being a good fit in tampa as far as uh bruce arians goes I mean, it was just like he was kind of a hands-off head coach, and he let Brady and everyone do that thing, and it worked out well. I mean, we've seen that type of style work out well for, for Pete Carroll in Seattle, and then we've seen it be a disaster for him as well. So and sometimes it's these coaches and these players, they become a good tandem, but the thing about Brady and Belichick is the duration of what they did it for. Usually teams, players, coaches, whatever, they kind of self-combust before they do 20 years of success. It just doesn't happen.
0: Okay, let's go to two more. I don't agree, says if Mac works out to just above Jared Goff from when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, then we can start winning again due to how good this roster is.
1: I mean, they they definitely have the capability. I think, like I was saying before, the roster is so good that the next three to four years they have to be successful. I mean, the defense is has, is just so talented and so good. I think they they have no excuse not to be a top five unit.
0: And then Daniel McFarland finishes with a common one that we hear a lot is how did Bill lose the goat and not have a quarterback succession plan? Bill brought the curse to the Pats. First of all, I don't want to hear about any stupidity about a, a, a curse. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel, <laughs> you know, your, your first point is a, is, is a fair argument of point. And if you make it to us, we have to accept that as an argument, but a curse is there's no such thing as curses. That's stupid. Daniel, you know, it's stupid. Come on. Uh, as for not having a succession plan, Look, I can sit both ways with this. I can say number one, Jimmy Garoppolo was a succession plan, and we all, you know, we don't have to go down that road of Brady allegedly going to Robert Kraft and Robert Kraft allegedly going to Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick allegedly offering him to the San Francisco 49ers for nothing because he wanted yep. to be in a good position and he was angry because Kraft overstepped him as a as a coach. It all allegedly happened and probably did, but allegedly, so all you people who say it didn't happen, don't get upset with me. Uh However, that happened in 2017. You could have drafted Lamar Jackson, but I don't think that Patriot fans would have wanted Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. You could have – I'm not sure who else you could have picked up (laughs) in between then. Uh, But the succession plan came literally the year after Brady left. So the succession plan came one year later, and I also want you to point to uh, which teams normally have succession plans for when they're they're – I mean, you could turn around and say, well, you know – they they took luck after Manning Manning had to sit out with an injured neck all year. And then they released Peyton Manning and drafted Andrew luck. It wasn't like luck was sitting in the wings waiting for him. Right. Uh, You know, you replaced Alex Smith with Colin Kaepernick. You replaced Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith is not a, is not a hall of famer by any means. So I just, I don't like that argument of succession planning.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I thought they had a good one when they signed Cam Newton. Last year, I was very optimistic for him, or maybe he will have a great season this year, and it will st- still end up looking like a good succession plan. It'll just be one year of a down season and a year that there was a pandemic anyways, and then they'll have Cam, and he'll, he'll hand the team off to Mac Jones, and it'll end up being a great plan. So last year, last year just didn't work out. It just didn't. All right, two really
0: quick articles before we wrap up this podcast for the day. Uh, they are about Cam Newton. Why are they about Cam Newton? Because you, I challenge you guys to find stories that aren't about Nikhil Harry or Cam Newton <laughs> or Mac Jones. Uh, but an article that appeared in Yardbreaker that was originally written by Matthew Johnson on SportsNot. Uh, and it talks about Jeremy Fowler saying that Bill Belichick is partial to Cam Newton and favors him to start for the New England Patriots saying training camp is approaching for the New England Patriots and when it comes to the battle for the starting quarterback job between Cam Newton and Mac Jones, while performance will dictate the winner, it seems Bill Belichick does have a preferred choice. NFL insider Jeremy Fowler appeared on ESPN's Get Up Friday providing an update on where things stand between Newton and Jones and training camp begins saying quote everyone knows the dynamic in New England Cam Newton is the favorite for the starting job going into training camp, but the team knows that the quarterback play must improve overall from last year. Bill Belichick hopes that Cam Newton can get that done. He's loved him behind the scenes in his work ethic. He's partial to Cam Newton, end quote. Ultimately, it would be a surprise if Newton isn't starting when the New England Patriots schedule kicks off week one against the Miami Dolphins. He might hold down the job for several weeks, but it won't be long before Jones gets his shot. So two points I want to look at there. The first one is... Bill Belichick hopes that Cam Newton can get that done. He loved him behind the scenes with his work ethic, and he's partial to Cam Newton. Yep. Is there a lot? We always talk about the Cam Newton lip service from Cam Newton. Is there some lip service from Bill Belichick showing outward confidence in Cam loves him behind the scenes we've never ever ever we've talked about Cam Newton throwing the football we've been yeah. harsh on that we've never talked about Cam Newton behind the scenes or in the locker room or everything we've oh, heard no, about him not yeah he's fantastic is right. this Belichick wanting a guy like him to succeed because he knows he's the perfect guy for that culture in that locker room but also understands that perhaps week 1 he has to go for Mac Jones and maybe we've talked about the you know cam is a belichick guy and mac jones is a, a mcdaniels guy could that bond mate or could that hold he has on him as the starting quarterback maybe not be as tight as we think it is because he's really just hoping that this guy's attitude of mac jones looks good that that's going to be it for cam
1: right yeah i mean we'll have to see i think bill belichick has Ben, you know, pumping up Cam Newton. I think he. it's one of the reasons is because he thinks he's a great fit. He's a great locker room guy. And, you know, they, they seem to be very fond of each other. I think he wants to see Cam succeed. He wants him to be successful. And he's come out and flat out said the last time, I remember Bill Belichick speaking, I know they haven't had many opportunities recently, but he said Cam Newton's our starting quarterback. He usually never says that type of stuff. Even when Tom Brady's on the team, he would be like, we're going to assess every position and the best guy will play. So he's been very, you know, for Belichick, vocal and confident in Cam. So that's why I'm pretty confident that Cam will start week one.
0: And then ultimately uh, what Johnson said, which I don't it didn't surprise me because it's not like that was a serious insider, but it was a, a, a raise of the eyebrow when he said, but it won't be long before Jones gets his shot. Uh, Let's try to interpret what he's talking about. Are we talking about Mac Jones? It's not going to be long. Like he's going to get his shot in 2022. Or is this like a Tua Tango Viola situation that regardless of Cam Newton's playing come week seven, eight, nine, Mac Jones is going to be on the field playing football.
1: I hope that at that absolutely, positively does not happen. I thought that was ridiculous by the Dolphins last season. Fitzpatrick was having probably the best season of the poor guy's career. They were winning. They've never been a winning franchise as far as I've been alive, really. I think they've made the playoffs like once or twice in the past 20 years, and they were off to this great start, and then they benched him despite the fact that he was playing well, I think he's trying to insinuate that basically Mac Jones is going to take over because Cam Newton's going to not look that great. I think that's what he's getting at there. But if Cam Newton does look good, I absolutely do not want them to bench him at all.
0: I agree. I think if Cam Newton shows massive improvement, like he could show, let let him play. Why are you, why, why are you ruining a perfect formula? And listen, We are not cheering against Cam Newton. We have said we don't trust Cam Newton, but we're not cheering against him. If he comes out and looks good, I want a former MVP, a guy who's went to the Super Bowl, leading this team this year, especially with a lot of the new guys and youth that are coming on this team. And even some of the new guys like Kendrick Bourne, he's still young. Nelson Aguilar is still young. They're still coming into their own as NFL players. And you want that veteran presence. You don't want the rookie leading that. If If Cam Newton looks... Five times better than he did last year. I want him right to the playoffs. If Cam, oh, Newton, if Cam Newton is five times better, which doesn't make it which doesn't make it that great, you think about how bad it was, right? But if he's five times better,
1: I'll see in I'll I'll, I'll see in, in January. Because you're playing right, in the, you're absolutely. gonna you're
0: gonna be in the playoffs.
1: Right, absolutely. And if that's the case, I, I that's exactly what I want to have happen. I want him to hit all of his bonus money. I want him to make it all the way to the end and be very successful because that means the Patriots are definitely going to make the playoffs. And i I just thought that was ridiculous last season by the Dolphins. I don't think Bill Belichick will do something like that. At least I hope not. Well, we've run out
0: of time. We will not be able to get to our first uh, our fourth subject, which is Cam Newton's glowing positivity is exactly what's needed heading into 2021. And after a little bit of the negativity, it probably would have been a good article. I promise you it will be on the docket for tomorrow as one of the top two. So we get to it. Sorry, Jerry. Promise we'll get to it. Uh, but that's it, guys. That's all we have for tonight. We appreciate everybody who listened on the podcast. Don't forget that. You can get more exclusive Deer Pats Nation content by joining the DPN Loyalty Club by going to www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Come see all the stuff that you are missing. Also, don't forget to come check us out on Newsbreak. We've left the link for you to download the app in the description. There are no hidden fees. Get all your local news and Deer Pats Nation content. And when you download the app using the link we provided you in the description, it directly supports us. I'm going to be completely honest with you. We get paid every time you download it from the app. If you support us, if you like the show, if you want want to help us, please click that link. It helps us. We're not making money on YouTube anymore, so this is a little bit of extra money that we can bring in. Uh, Until tomorrow, Connor, I just have one question for you. Tell me about those Patriots.
1: Legit, kid.
0: And support for DeerPats Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Visit Manscaped.com and save 20% plus free shipping when you use the code RayRoute. Get your hands on the very best male grooming products and save 20% plus free shipping using the code RayRoute. When you visit Manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. And support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Check out Rocky Mountain Barber Company by visiting RockyMountainBarber.com. Save 5% using that code RAYROUTE when you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and save 5% using the code RAYROUTE.